You should contact Blue Raven. Uh, Blue Raven. <laughs> Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> See if they'll uh, want us to talk about them. I've heard of them. What do they do? They bring. They send, they food send to your you house? a box of food in the. They send you a box of food and a recipe. Hmm. In in the mail, we'll say, and then you make it. Hmm. Has anybody tried it? Yeah, I know a couple of people have tried it. Uh, not true. I I tried I tried their Arch Rivals Hello Fresh. Okay. How was it? I was Dope. thinking about them too. It was. I loved it. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wish. Well sourced uh, produce. Well, I know that they advertise on a lot of podcasts. Yeah, they're delicious. Hmm. I've never tried Blue Apron, but I assume they're very similar. But yeah, every meal that we've had out from there is uh, has been very yummy. There's your ad. Keep that slice of uh, audio, right? (laughs) Every meal I've had has been yummy. Blue Apron! (laughs) Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, August 29th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week on the podcast, we will be talking about the guru of bling (laughs) and uh, more information on the Steele dossier. (laughs) But first, uh, some state news. Over, well, actually, you know, first I want to mention this. It just came up while I was looking at other stuff. Have, have any of you heard of the United Church of Bacon? <laughs> Kevin <I'm> Bacon? <laughs> no, bacon, bacon, oh. pork, bacon. Bacon, have, bacon, bacon? I have not heard of it. So this is, it's an actual, there's a website, unitedchurchofbacon.org. <laughs> praise, I think praisebacon.org actually gets you there as well. <laughs> Their claims are they oppose supernatural claims, they fight discrimination, raise money for charity, they officiate legal weddings, uh, expose religious privileges, and praise bacon. <laughs> I thought bacon was over with. We're still talking yeah, about I bacon? We were, I thought we were done with that. <laughs> I just thought it was amusing. I, I don't know. I don't know when, they, when it formed. I don't know how. Supposedly, they have 13,000 members around the world. And they have done hundreds of weddings. Would they take members that are kind of, I, I like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be a wishy-washy member of the Church yeah, of Yeah, like I'm not willing to praise it. <laughs> right. Plus, I think you guys are both correct, just so for your own, uh, you know, well-being. As a culinary trend, bacon is done. As, as far so. as being delicious, it's still delicious. It never was. It just right. like it had. It was on such a right. I mean, bacon, hipsters are probably like bacon was so two years ago. Being right, cool about bacon. <laughs> right, bacon you should. It should not be in a martini. It should not be an ice no. cream. Just stop it. No, ba- bacon and quinoa are both both dead in the water. Thank God. What's the new thing? It's not sriracha. That was a couple years ago too. I right? was going to say sriracha is also sriracha showing up at McDonald's. So it's not that. <laughs> I thought it, uh, avocado, avocado smashes. I don't know what that, that, that is. Thing. But- I also I live on the East Coast, so I don't know anything new or hip. <laughs> I think it came out of Australia. It's very popular right here. I don't know what it is, but I like <laughs> avocado, so. <laughs> All right, so in state news, mm. 
Over in Minnesota, I wanted to talk about this. So uh, the Satanic Temple, uh, Belle Plaine, Minnesota, Satanic Temple had applied to put their own monument up in front of a uh, soldier kneeling down in front of a cross. If you remember that. Yes. Yeah. So this has gone back and forth. The city council voted to eliminate free speech zones rather than have the temple come up because they received hundreds, probably thousands of people saying, are you nuts? Don't do this. Please, please don't put up. I love this one. Please reject the proposed monument of Satan. Uh, please say no to Satan. You just gave the keys to the city to Satan. Uh, just hundreds of them. Well, they threw in a Donald Trump very dumb. <laughs> so they have now voted voted down the idea of allowing it because more and more complaints came in. So in reality. I think the Satanists got what they wanted, which was, let's get rid of this religious zone. Sure. At the park. Satanists are playing okay. three-dimensional chess. <laughs> I yeah. find it, I don't know, the only the only downside, I think, is if they put any money into actually building the monument, and now they don't have a place to put it. Is that a picture of the actual monument? That oh, was uh, their the design, plan. yes. That is fucking awesome. I want that in my house. <laughs> that looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for it, Satanists. <laughs> Yeah, it's not very big. It's like a 23-inch block with a uh, helmet on top of it. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that's where, like, made, like, potions and shit. <laughs> Doubles as a birdbath. Well, it was the Veterans Memorial, so I believe it's, a, like, a World War II helmet. Yeah, now that you said it, but, it looks like it. Now I don't want it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Funding redacted. You put, like, a nice mortar and pestle on there, Satanist, I will fund that. <laughs> So over in, uh, this is very similar, over in Boca Raton, an extremely similar story. There were displays that were put up, uh, there was a nativity scene put up. Because there was a nativity scene, there were, Satanists came in and put up monuments. One is, I don't, there's a picture of it. One says, keep Saturn in Saturnalia. That's not really. And then there was, <laughs> then there was a pentagram. Um, and apparently these were constantly being vandalized. So the city council proposed a ban on religious displays, but their ban would still allow displays, specifically the uh, nativity, a Christmas tree, a menorah, and a snowman. Oh, come on. You can't do that. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, that was their solution. And they said that Boca Raton can buy and place a nativity scene, menorah, Christmas tree, and snowman without legal repercussions. Uh, hopefully this will be satisfactory. Well. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, it was not. So they have gone, and basically they, they nearly said that their real goal was to keep Satanists and atheists out of the public space. Since then... And, well, the argument from the Satanists was you're basically rewarding the vandals. Like, you're saying that if the Satanists put this up, the vandals come in and, and vandalize the, the the Satanist symbols, then the police have to respond. And they're they're saying that it takes takes the police away from helping people out. Sure. Which, sure, I would agree. But uh, that's the vandals' fault, not the... You're, you're blaming the Satanists and uh, punishing the Satanists instead of actually getting the the person who's causing the problem. Right. Wow. I mean, if it was happening all the time, well, post somebody out there. I mean, the whole point of this is that you can't just have, you know, the religious artifacts that you want out there. Yeah. So. But they can now. Well, not so, for long. 
So apparently more than a dozen residents spoke up uh, in opposition to the prohibition on the display. The critics of the ban, they said they should step up the police enforcement or install cameras in the area instead of banning all other religious displays. So apparently that's what they're doing. So they've now gone back to the idea that, well, any anybody can put stuff up in this religious area and uh, they will just have to, the government will have to take care of any vandalism. If that's the option they choose, instead of just not having religious displays on government property, fine. But that means that you know this temporary installation of a satanic thing will become a permanent one. Statues the are sa- the new bacon. <laughs> <laughs> on Saturnalia, I don't, what's the thing about Saturnalia? That was um, Roman myth- myth- mythology. Yeah, that was Before. Saturnalia was the Roman uh, midwinter yeah. holiday, which some parts of Christmas borrow from. I think yeah, the, the um, food celebration I think part comes from Saturnalia. I don't remember exactly, but along those lines. I think gift giving as well. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, it seems like a, a bit of a waste of money. Why don't they just say, hey, let's not do religious stuff? But... <laughs> the Jews will never allow that in Boca Raton. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it interesting. That did include a menorah. So you, you are included in this. <laughs> I'm surprised the, the nativity scene was even an issue. I'm surprised Snowman was on the list. <laughs> Yeah, just go with Chris- well, Christmas trees, kind of, you know, Christmas. But just yeah. go with Snowman and be done with it. Well, Ray and Karen, you're mm-hmm. way more hardcore atheist than me and Ian. <laughs> Do you guys feel like around Christmas time, are you, like, annoyed by Christmas decorations and stuff like that? Not uh, their existence, but their the fact that some people put them in, up in October. <laughs> oh, so, okay, yeah. so it's the timing. It's not the- <laughs> Yeah, but that's more of just a, you know, societal issue, I think. <laughs> I mean, Christmas should be from the end of Thanksgiving until New Year's. I should be able to go yeah. into a store in November and not be pummeled by Christmas crap. <laughs> yeah, you want to put up a Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving? Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fine. But anything before that, you're just, come on, being- you're just shitting on the other holidays. <laughs> and to do start doing stuff before Halloween, you're just being crazy. <laughs> or one of our friends who is lunatic for Christmas. <laughs> But she does it more for the blinky lights than anything else. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> a well done, you know, Christmas light decoration. That's that's pretty cool. I have no argument against that. How about the single string of lights uh kind of dangling <laughs> in with no thought behind it from a tree? It's just like <laughs> that's just that sad. was the laziest Christmas decoration I can imagine. Well, and again, the the lights on the trees go back to wow. We we did this in an earlier episode. It was German candles on a evergreen tree. I forget what it was. Oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it, it's nothing to do with Christ. Nothing to do with Catholicism. It's to do yeah, it was with bringing the sun back. This is the darkest, you know, the darkest time of the year. You use light. You light. You light things so that the sun comes back. Right. So it's it's a it's a pagan ritual. That the Christians have taken upon themselves. And I think, you know, the sooner they realize that, the better. <laughs> I don't mind people putting up nativities as long as they don't mind me giggling at them. <laughs> I am trying to get a trend started with Halloween trees. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to take off, but I see no reason why you shouldn't be able to decorate a tree in Halloween style with nice. orange lights in yeah. October. Why not? Hang well, little bats from it and shit. Yeah. We have what? a dead tree in our front yard. That would be probably be a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good start. What about an Easter tree with eggs hanging from it? Short. That's gone too far, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> How about a Valentine's tree with little red hearts hanging from it? Ugh. 
if we must. If I can get my Halloween tree out of it, then I guess so. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I'm moving over to Vesalia. Which dragon was that? <laughs> In California, Vesalia, California, a city council just voted down a motion to put In God We Trust on the council chambers. So a member of the council thought that this would be a good idea. He said that, uh, well, so I'll start with what the mayor said. The mayor said that it's a national motto. This is a city council. We don't get into national issues. There's no reason for us to use a national motto here. And also he says, I didn't, uh, he, he didn't see any requests from local residents to put the, uh, the, the motto up. Hmm. So he didn't see any reason to actually do it. And he went on to say that uh, the principle of the separation of church and state exists for good reason, and we should not weaken that division. Hmm. And uh, we have people of many different faiths. We don't. We want the chamber to be for everybody, and we don't want to exclude anyone. So the guy who brought it up and who wanted it, Nelson, this uh, I can't find his first name, but. Uh, he said that he was trying to find a unifying comment to put up, and that's something that identifies us as Americans. What? Oh, yeah. oh hate that man. <laughs> so he, he says that it's not a stop sign, it's a welcome sign for the chamber, and that uh, the council saw it as a federal issue, and he didn't, and he doesn't see how it could ha cause people to not feel welcome. So... He just really doesn't get it in any way. <laughs> no, he really doesn't. That's proving my theory that all these Christians think that we're all just bad Christians. Remember yeah, I brought exactly. that up? Yeah. For him to even say that, he must think that. Or that we just haven't been brought to Jesus yet. That's the thing. I mean, he's only doing his part to spread the word. I mean, he's actually doing what his book tells him to do by doing shit like this. Not yeah. understanding that, um, no, we're, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> we don't need you proselytizing. Thank you very much. Good on the mayor. Of course, it's in California, so... You... <laughs> I expect more. <laughs> Which I don't understand, because I thought that's where all the crazies were going, but they seem to be... Uh, well, they're, they're... I guess all the liberals. Yeah, they're progressively crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, similarly, uh, on the other end of the scale, in mm -hmm. Arkansas, a uh, Arkansas has uh, mandated a new school motto, In God We Trust. Oh my god. What the fuck?! <laughs> So it is a new state law that says that schools shall display a framed picture or poster of the words In God We Trust around their libraries and classrooms. Now, this article starts off with the official motto of the U.S. is In God We Trust. That's not true, is it? Yeah. The government, the Congress has voted on that multiple times. Yeah. Well, let's get that changed. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Satanists on this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the Freedom from Religion Foundation on that. Let's change the official motto of the United States. E pluribus unum. Let's go back to that one. You can translate it out of uh, Latin if you like. That's fine. I always but assumed why? that's what it meant. Was it God we trust? What does that mean? No. It means from one, from many one. Hmm. Something like that. Yeah. From many people coming to the one United nation. States. Nick. One nation. Oh, that was a poem added on later. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure that's where In God We Trust came from. <laughs> Way later. Yeah. So they are saying, well, a few people commenting, saying that In God We Trust should be there in the schools. We need to turn back to our religion. Uh, another person said, if you take In God We Trust out, that's basically telling them God's dead. <clears throat> it, it seems, uh, another person says, it seems like a marginal issue. Not great, but not terrible either. Why? If you're going to say that, why say anything? 
Yeah. So in any case, it appears to be, well, it is in, in law. So it requires public and charter schools to post the saying. Even charter schools? So, no, they're, they're state funded, so. That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's a sad statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so over to another school. This one is in Washington. A coach, a uh, football coach, I think he's an assistant coach, but uh, the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled against this coach. He had decided to take it upon himself to pray on the 50-yard line after uh, a game, and he would do this while the players and uh, parents were still still there, like the moment the game ended. he like would for minutes or for just kneel for a second and get back up you know, take a knee? Oh, no, he was doing it for show. Oh, okay. And the school basically told him, look, you can't do that. If you want to wait till the parents and players leave, then feel free. But you can't, uh, basically what you're doing is you're you're proselytizing and uh, you represent the school while you're on school grounds and it's a school event. So we just, we can't have you do that. So for a while, he did it. After everyone left. Well, at least that's what he says. Nobody was there, so how do we know? But then he decided that he was going to go ahead and start doing it again directly after the games, and he was put on uh, paid leave. Yes! <laughs> paid leave. <laughs> and then uh, his contract was not renewed. Okay. So he was put on paid lead for the rest of the year, and then his contract wasn't renewed, and he filed suit. He was ruled against, and now the Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that no, the school was correct, and um, they do not—they do not owe him anything. <laughs> you missed the bit in the middle, which makes me giggle. What's that? Uh, Kennedy's rel religious activities gained media attention, and a Satanist group said it too. Wanted to pray in the football field. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Satanists. Yeah, they're just they're just a a good good bunch. Yeah. They are lying in the weeds all the time waiting for this shit. We got one Tarms, Tarms. Uh so that is all I have in state news. They were fairly similar. Nothing going on this week that I'm aware of on severe discrimination. It's all about monuments and, and prayer. However, uh, this blew me away. This happened, I found this out right after we uh, stopped recording last time. So there's a, a guy, he runs a mega church, Jim Garlow. He is a ultra right-wing preacher. He runs a mega church. I don't have the name of the mega church, but in any case, he runs a mega church in California and he has created a new position to preach to the United Nations. <laughs> He says, what if you wanted to disciple all nations and you wanted to reach the whole world? So God did you a favor. He arranged a meeting where everyone in the world comes at once and you could teach them all at once. You'd probably call that the United Nations. Yeah. It would be the most economical way you could possibly reach the leaders of the entire world. So they have nominated a pastor to the UN. Have you <laughs> seen it yet? Do you see who it is? I'm looking at it. <laughs> Michelle Bachman, pastor to the United Nations. Hero to the people. <laughs> None of this makes any sense to me. Doesn't the United Nations have to agree to this? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. This is a completely farcical move because <laughs> the United Nations, there's not a position called the pastor to the UN. Uh, the United Nations is in no way required to let her in. 
for any reason. No, I'm imagining she's welcome to stand on the sidewalk outside and, you know, preach a la Willard Preacher style, but... (laughs) 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 But she's not getting inside, yeah. I just, I don't understand what they're really trying to accomplish here. I mean, I I think what it is, is he's trying to get Bachman back in the news. He wants to get himself back in the news, which I think he's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's funny, she calls the UN a, there's no more deceptive or evil place than the UN. Wow. And so she's going to go there and and preach to them. No, wait, so she accepted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's all over this, yeah. She's not uh, uh, in Congress anymore, right? No. Okay, so she's got nothing on her plate. Did she lose or did she just, she was... She probably just left. Yeah. To do bigger and better things. Yeah, they never get voted out. That would be <laughs> our yeah. democratic system working properly. Yeah, gerrymanderings for the win. Yeah, wow, that's does, does I don't. Yeah, it's just to get press, I guess. It, nobody's taking this seriously though. Like nobody's like bringing like as the UN weighed in on this. Not that I have seen. I tried to do some searching on it and did not find anything like that. And in this article, it says it will be interesting to wait and see what kind of reception Bachman encounters from the U.N. security forces when she shows up announcing that she is warning of the nation's representatives that the end is near. (laughs) You guys sit here? I'm the U.N. (laughs) Pastor, let me in. (laughs) They're like, yeah, there's 15 of them waiting over there. Get in line. Yeah, it's all seriously. crazy bums and shit. <laughs> wow. Oh, but it's part of the um, the Christian dominionists stuff. We talked about them early on, about how, you know, the Christians are ordained to rule the world, and it will happen eventually. This is just another step on the ladder. Yeah, we talked about them with Ted Cruz. I don't think Ted yeah. Cruz is in any way associated with this, though. I think he's keeping clear. Well, he's not completely crazy. He's an evil, evil person, but... He's not crazy. As opposed to Michelle Bachman. <laughs> She's both evil and crazy. <laughs> yeah, she gives Sarah Palin a run for her money. Yeah. <laughs> that is a true story. Michelle Bachman's a special kind of crazy. So along with that, uh, in international news, there was a report that was put out on blasphemy around the world. And they hmm. basically listed 71 countries with laws criminalizing views that have been deemed blasphemous. 71 countries That's wow. a lot. have blasphemy laws. Well, do they enforce their blasphemy laws? Because I think like Ireland does, but it hasn't been enforced for decades. It was nearly enforced earlier this year, but it was nearly. not. It was yeah. brought up in a court case and then just disregarded. So the report ranks the score. They, they scored each country and ranked them based on... What laws they have and how how bad the punishments are. Oh, yeah. I, Iran, Pakistan, and Yemen scored worst hmm. because sure. they they actually have blasphemy statutes that require death. I, I found it interesting. I, you mentioned Ireland. Ireland and Spain had the best scores hmm. because the laws ordered a fine, and and that was that was it. I'm surprised the Saudi isn't higher up there. I was as well. But flogging and amputations have been reported for blasphemy, but it is not ranked high. It's it's ranked 12th out of 71. <laughs> but the reason it's not ranked high is because the punishment is not defined in the blasphemy law itself. It's yeah. entirely left up to the judge. Hmm. They do they they do kill people for apostasy. They do 
all sorts of maiming, jail time. It depends on, it completely depends on the judge and apparently how they're feeling that day. Ha! You hear that, Saudi Arabia? You put that stuff on the books, <laughs> you'll be top 10 next year. Sure. <laughs> I like how it's up to the judge, but the judge always goes for the killing. <laughs> because it's not written down, it doesn't count as much. It, uh, it says that it relies on the judge's interpretation of the sh- Sharia. But it so, does say something, I think, that um, Iran, Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, Qatar, all Islam is the state religion. That does say something. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, – I want there's a there, – I'll put up a link. There's a link to the actual report. It's like a 100-page report. But on it, there is a – there's actually a map that shows what countries have blasphemy laws. And some of them might surprise you, like Canada. Hmm. But again, they're more along the Ireland kind of uh, – kind of route of they're not really enforced so actually wasn't there an art didn't we talk about them recently that they they went we have a law that says that no we should we should repeal that yeah Mm -hmm. they're looking at at getting rid of it yeah they should i'm surprised the u.s doesn't have one honestly yeah because in our country when we find a law that's outdated we're like oh how can i exploit this law (laughs) i'm surprised in the 50s one wasn't put into place when all the in god we trust and the pledge of allegiance god edition and all that nonsense happened yeah so also in international news, this is fantastic. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I had not heard of this until a recent uh, Vice episode came out. There's a guy in India. They call him the Guru of Bling. <laughs> that is some picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> Gormit Singh. I think, it, well, this is his the name that he calls himself. Saint Gormit Singh Ram Rahim Ansan. Well, Dr. Saint. Oh, right. Dr. Saint. so this guy is incredible so there is a group of people who call themselves dara sacha sauda in india these it's kind of like the universal church of india they above like above their uh, the temples they have a cross and the moon and star from islam and i don't know what the other symbols are but they are symbols uh seek and There's a fourth one that I can't remember right now. But Buddhist, it's a com- maybe? Yeah. Possibly. Uh, it's a conglomeration of multiple religions, and they're accepting of anyone. And they're, what they teach is very interesting, because they do not accept donations. For a cult, that's odd. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd. I mean, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's more. He gets to rape yeah. you. we don't want your money we just want something else uh so they yeah they they basically uh to in order to fund their group they have businesses then they're all sorts of businesses they do charities they do like all sorts of different things but they're the the followers are not asked to donate to the church at all they are asked to to uh abstain from alcohol to be vegetarians to have marital fidelity and truth, very broad mm. definition. So, and they welcome just about anyone, as long as you're not gay. Yeah. <laughs> Quit homosexuality, that's one of their things. But it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, I did a little bit of reading on them um, today. And it's stop prostitution. It's, you know, stop female, I don't know how to, feticide. When you determine that you're, you're, child is going to be female you have an abortion they mm. want to stop that because well because it's just wrong and because it's um <laughs> skewing the number of males to females in the, in the country 
They have a cleanliness earth campaign. Um, they talk about uh, dead body donations, uh, anti-corruption, all this good stuff. And on from the website, it all looks good except for the quit homosexuality part. That's the you're wrong there, but what about the raping part that Ian mentioned? Well, <laughs> right, and I don't think yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm particularly opposed to prostitution either. Well, it, it depends. I, I'm not philosophically opposed to it. I think the reality of prostitution is um, ugly. I think living that life is worse than one might anticipate. <laughs> but in any case, well, and the the fallout from it that a lot of times where where you do have prostitution, you have people who are forced, right? Into, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Sex, slavery, and prostitution, two different things in my book. Yeah, yes, they are. True. Agreed. And if prostitution was legal, you wouldn't have those problems. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, because I, then, I think... you could then go to the police if you had a problem. <laughs> right. I mean, the inability to go to the police, the, the lack of health care, all those things because it's illegal and the, the toll that it takes on your body and you know exposure to diseases and exposure to, to abuse, all those things. I have no argument with the, you know, the, the shiny clean version and the idea of it, just the ugly reality of it, you know? Anyways. Yeah, it's a tough plan to execute. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this group started in 1948. The first guy that started it died uh, in 1960. The next guy took over and led it until 1990. And in 1990, Gurmeet Ram Rahim Singh became the leader. And he was 23 years old when he became the leader of this group. Woo! Is yeah. he the guy on the bike? <laughs> yes. This is the guy on the bike. That picture is so fantastic. Yeah. Things went a little sideways. Yeah. He, uh, I think he believes the hype. He is the leader of this group, and he has he has since made movies. He constantly wears the most outlandish stuff you can imagine. He is amazing. If you go to the website, there is a video yeah. That is just incredible. It's this guy like floating through the air with birds <laughs> flying around him with and it's in you know traditional Indian film style. Right. Bollywood? Yeah, Bollywood. Yeah. yeah. It, it auto starts and it's really loud just so you know. <laughs> but then he went on this weird kick about getting Guinness World Records. They had this um a blood drive and they well, got They say that they didn't do it for to get the Guinness World Record. Initially. He, he said that they just wanted to do a blood drive because right. it was something good to do. But then, you know, they got close to the record. So the next year they got the record. The only problem with doing that is if you get a you know, world record breaking amount of blood, most of it will go to waste. Blood doesn't keep that long. They collected so much that they couldn't use it. It, right. it was pointless. So they've done it three more times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they collected like in one... In one yeah. day, they collected 12 million units of blood Woo. in a single day, which I'm sure some of it went to good use. Yeah, sure. but you're right. You don't need that much. It doesn't keep that well. It doesn't transport that well. Nope. Especially it's not like, not, it's not like they could you know, outsource all that blood and be like, all right, we got so many blood banks filled up. We're good. <laughs> I think we're getting off the point here. What is the yeah. raping part of this religion? <laughs> So in 2002, <laughs> charges were filed against this guy that he had been raping two followers. So they went to the police and filed charges. Since then, he has also been charged with murdering a journalist who Whoa. was looking into the the group. Um, that had there hasn't been a trial for yet for the murder, but this last week he was found guilty on both counts of rape. And sentenced to uh, 10 years consecutive, so 20 years in prison. 
And then Trump pardoned him. (laughs) (laughs) No, then there were riots and 30 people died. So apparently while he was in, while he was being tried, there were, it was more than 100,000 of his followers were in the streets. And the moment the verdict came out, they all started rioting. Yeah. And since then, I think it was something like 39 people died and there were like thousands injured. It's like really bad riots. Yeah. Oh, and there was another, somebody else has, has filed charges against him as well. A man filed charges saying that he was castrated in the, when it's, uh, in the, in the facility. And allegedly 400 followers of the sect have been castrated inside the sex headquarters to bring them closer to God. Except for the leader, obviously. Obviously. It is an alpha male, you know, I shall have all the women statement if I've ever heard one. are so fucking dumb. Oh my God. (laughs) And there's there's a kind of a a more evil component to this too, in that Indian society has had for a very long time a caste system that has been officially abolished for the last hundred years, I think, but it still kind of exists unofficially. Uh. These people are all of the lowest caste, almost exclusively, or the two lowest castes. What about so him? To support him, follow him. He gives them hope of, you know, a better life because he has contacts and he has political contacts. And he does, they do good things. They do, you know, charitable work. They, they do all these other things. But yeah, it's all just completely gone to his head and holy crap. <laughs> I just can't get over the stupidity of fucking people, though. Yeah. When this guy who, I mean, first of all, <laughs> I just love picture. how, I just love how, like, how in deep you can get with somebody, find out that they rape somebody, they get charged with it. And you're like, nope, I'm just going to fucking bust the fucking town up because that guy's my leader. I don't care that he raped people or I just don't believe it or whatever. And then he gets to fuck everybody and says, well, you got to chop your dick off so you can be closer to God. And the, and the guy's like, well, that sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> That seems just and fair. I'm just right. that dumb clearly, to agree clearly to Clearly, you got to the top of our organization by doing the complete opposite, yeah. but right. I trust you on this one. <laughs> I like that in one article, it says that the uh, the sect has completely denied the castration charges, and then in another article, it, it says that the sect defended the castrations as done to safeguard female followers from possible sexual advances. <laughs> That is an extreme safeguard. So they said, we didn't do it, and if we did, it was for a good reason. Good job. <laughs> they were not castrated. They chose to be castrated. Oh, difference. <laughs> yeah. So I, I supposedly there's a number of these different sects in India. This is just one of the bigger ones. Some are based on the Sikh religion and some are not. This one's one of the ones that isn't. And we have a hard time figuring out why people still defend Donald Trump and support Donald Trump, and he's not even asking you to have your dick chopped off. <laughs> And these people are like, it's a rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> God damn, we are not getting anywhere. We are just sliding backwards every day. <laughs> Any, all right, here's a clue. Anytime that somebody calls himself a doctor saint, just bail, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that touch, as a red flag. Trust the chiropractic who tells me they're a doctor. <laughs> Boy, that's a bummer. The people get away with the loose use of that term in this country. That just bums me out. It's irresponsible mm. and dangerous. Saint? No, doctor. Doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, if anybody calls themselves a saint, you can just disregard that in total. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, so I think the best picture of this guy that I have seen is on his website, and it's him laying on a couch. I don't I, I don't even know how to describe it. He's in this oh, green wow. this green outfit. <laughs> it's him relaxing on a couch. A zebra print couch. <laughs> 
That is a very fancy dress he's wearing. That, that is a very full bushy beard he's got going yeah, on Yeah, it's got those some good colors. <laughs> he knows he knows how to work it. He's a 23-year-old kid who just burst onto the scene and was like, I'm in charge. And they were like, okay. Castrate yourselves. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> no one's like, can I see that writing somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting he can't say God's told me to do it because they they follow kind of God as a as kind of a concept, not a specific. Yeah. So it, it's a weird mashup of, of uh, mind control and religion. This reminds me, I don't, it, well, it doesn't really because it didn't turn out this badly, but did you guys ever see the documentary, and I forget the name of it and I wish I knew it, of the kid... The, this Indian kid who fakes being a guru for like a like a, a year or so, maybe longer, and gets all these people to fucking follow him. And it, he's like, they're following him. And he's like, I can't believe that they're listening to me, you know, and shit. And then finally, he reveals at the end to all these white people, by the way, mm. <laughs> that he's not real, that he's like from like, oh, hi, California. He's not from India <laughs> and shit like that. And like, most of them are like, OK with it because he helped them. But it was all bullshit. <laughs> no, no one's ever seen this. That doesn't no. know. I, no, I, so. <laughs> I saw it on Netflix. It's like I don't know something called like My Guru Story or something like that. But it's pretty interesting. Was yeah. it The Love Guru starring Mike Myers? No, it was not that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is a, a documentary loosely based on the life of this bling guru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think it might be. I think it is. <laughs> it did feel like that, though. It felt like the love guru, but for real. <laughs> but that's, that's, again, proving how, like, I guess a lot of people are just desperate and looking for something. Yeah. That they'll Leadership. just l- latch onto anything. Yeah. They're looking for just somebody to, to follow. And it could be political, Trump, or it could be semi-religious, you know, Dr. Bling. <laughs> Dr. Saint Bling. Dr. Bling. <laughs> Saint Dr. Bling. Saint Dr. Blink, sorry. Yeah. Are we all beta cucks? Is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> all? No. I, I would find it difficult to believe that any of us would follow something, anything quite like that. Any of these examples. I worry about myself, Karen. <laughs> I find I'm it difficult to believe that 100,000 people follow this guy, but apparently it's millions. Yeah. Uh, Just 100,000 showed up. <laughs> wow. Speaking of things that you can not really believe the numbers of there is an article that i have uh, the policy polling newest national survey they have a survey on donald trump and everything basically everything around him it uh, starts out 40 percent of the voters approve of the job trump is doing 53 disapprove 40 percent approve of the job mm. he is doing at least it's I, lower <laughs> yeah i mean every other study i've seen is it's far lower yeah 33 is the number you usually see at the moment but so we're already the, skewed in the source. But in this poll, it also asks uh, what racial group you were so that they could kind of, you know, have an idea of where you were coming from. Of the Trump voters, 45% of the Trump followers say that the most discriminated people in America are white people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. The next highest is uh, Native Americans at 17%. What? Native Americans? <laughs> yeah. So if you're a Trump voter, half the Trump voters say that white people are the most discriminated and Native Americans are the... It's, well, 17% say Native Americans are the most discriminated. Wow. That's fucking rich. <laughs> white people more than Native Americans. And even yeah. the fact that Native Americans is on the list is kind of odd, too. No, it's they're odd, they're but they, they, yeah, they get, they get <laughs> shot no, they on do, pretty hard. But there's, you know yeah, what it is? There's so little of them. I guess, you know, I guess in a sense you could say they have the most. Yeah, they get Percentage. they get a, 
Yeah, they get it pretty rough. But yeah. white people, I swear, I just, <laughs> clearly they don't understand what discrimination and or oppression is. Right. That's what I was like, thinking. They there needs to be don't a understand what question. that word means. Yeah, because there should be a follow-up question to that to say, how are they being oppressed? Mm. Well, I can't say nigger out in public. <laughs> being <laughs> oppressed. <laughs> when the same group of people who follow Trump were asked what religion was most discriminated. Oh, I'm guessing. of them say Christians. Of course. 22 said Muslims. Hmm. Overall, it said that 98% of Americans, and this is back to total, not just the Trumps, but I'm sorry, 89% of Americans say that they have a negative opinion of neo-Nazis. That leaves 11% that said that they agree with Trump's sentiment and that neo-Nazis can be very fine people. Well, I, the, well, he didn't that say that. Surprise me. <laughs> he didn't say that neo Nazis could be very fine people. He said there could have been very fine people in amongst with the white supremacists uh, and the neo Nazis. Could he said there was right? True. And yeah. uh, what I said was that they agree with Trump's sentiment hmm. that white supremacists and neo Nazis can be very fine people. <laughs> they're they're yeah. good folks. They just have a sketchy ideology. <laughs> They weren't brought. They weren't raised right. Do you remember that other rally in that other city where those people were marching around saying Christians will not replace us? <laughs> they are oppressed. No, I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember that? Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're you're following the mainstream media, Karen. Uh, <laughs> the whites will not replace us. Yeah. This oh, I yeah. found interesting. While forty percent of the people polled said that they approved of Trump, fifty-five percent said that the the president is not honest. <laughs> and they're okay with that? And 39% of the people say that he's more corrupt than Richard Nixon. Wow. <laughs> he's what? More, more corrupt, corrupt than, than Nixon. Oh, well, that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. I'm 48% want to see him impeached. What? Hmm? That's some wacky numbers. 48% of the people polled want to see Trump impeached. But 40% of them approve of him. Right. What? Well, you're talking opposite ends of the scale. 40% uh, sure. approval... Right, right. On the other okay. end of the scale, 48% want to see him impeached. I'm right. on board. Huh. So I find it interesting, though, uh, there was a congressional questions as well. And on the generic congressional ballot, they uh, they say that Democrats are le- leading 49 to 35, according to their poll. And uh, they also asked about approval ratings for, say, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> 9% <laughs> approval rating for Mitch McConnell. Oh, wow, wow. he slipped. <laughs> he was at 17. <laughs> Which is equivalent to Congress's overall 9% approval rating. And even if you look just at the Trump voters, McConnell's approval rating is 15%. Wow. Well, he's he's enemy number one now. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he is. I'm okay with that. I'm sure McCain <laughs> is on that list as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, strange. Well, he might have been, but he's not cited in this article. I mean, this, this asshole did get people to cheer for the death of a war hero who has brain mm. cancer in Phoenix last week. Yeah, completely crazy. Well, wow. uh, one other thing that is in here is that only 33% of people polled think that the best path forward in healthcare is repealing Obamacare. So only a third of the country, according to this poll, wants to get rid of Obamacare. <sighs> And I'm sure and that third doesn't with... actually understand Obamacare. Right. Yeah, probably not. And, and replace it with nothing and just go back to open free market or something. Well, the, what part of the problem is is that there are still a certain percentage of the of the people that aren't paying attention and think that there's some grand plan that fixes everything from Trump. 
He doesn't have any plan. He said he did. Yeah, it'll be the best thing ever. A lot. I just canceled my insurance, by the way. <laughs> Strong move. <laughs> it, the, the, the Affordable Health Care Act is not perfect. <laughs> Nobody said it was. I know. I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm, I cancel it. I'm going to restart in, no, in November because I must have picked the worst insurance ever known to man. Oh. And I opted to just pay out of pocket. <laughs> so it was catastrophic only, basically? No, it would – The I mean, I know this is completely off topic, but yeah. somehow – and I thought I'd planned for this since I live on the border town. I sometimes need to cross state lines to get to doctors. And I thought I picked a PPO that would specifically allow me to do that. I plugged in my doctors and everything like that hmm. that were across state lines and it said it was okay. And then somewhere along the lines, it changed and I got an HMO. And hmm. I can't – there are certain places in my town I can't even use my insurance because they bill out of New Jersey. Oh, man. So I'm paying – 400 bucks a month for insurance that I can't – that if I need to go to the hospital, I have to go 50 minutes away instead of across the border 10 minutes away. Hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I will try to stay healthy for the next few months. If anything comes up, I'll pay for it. But this is crazy. And the wow. thing is, is that you can't – I thought I could just change it. And they're like, no, you can't change it. You have to wait till November. You're stuck with the insurance you have or you can cancel it. Wow, that sucks. Which I thought was odd. And I was like, well, I'll just go buy – I thought you could buy insurance – like, just regular insurance, if you wanted to. You had the option. They're like, no, you have to go through the marketplace, and you can't do it till November. So now I can't even get insurance. Hmm. It's a little wacky, the system they have. Well, you can – I mean, with company-provided insurance, you can only change things in November. The only open enrollment is November, right. and it doesn't go into effect until January 1st. That's I honestly thought I could ju- I could call Blue Cross Blue Shield and just be like, yeah, I'd like to get insurance. But they're like – they direct me to the marketplace, and the marketplace is like, no, you can't do it till November. Yeah. Hmm. I swear that's just an insurance company scam, and I don't know what it ben- how it benefits them, but it seems like they don't want people joining whenever because, like, if you're employed, you can only get you know you can only sign up at certain times of the year, and well, you you can sign up anytime you're hired, but that's the only time you can do it that's not November, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're not if getting it through an employer, you're not being hired, so you can't just sign right. up whenever you can, yeah. Get right, but also, <laughs> now now Blue Cross Blue Shield doesn't get paid by me for six months because I have to wait till November, which won't kick until January. Why not just let me switch to something? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's why I said to them on the phone. I was like, I want to change my plan. And they're like, nope. Sorry, kid. Hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, it, it, there is a way to get insurance sooner. That's go get a job somewhere that provides health insurance. Quit. <laughs> and then you can go back into, into the uh, – hmm. Back in, back in again. I'm pretty sure that would work. Yeah. But that's that's a lot of paperwork just to get back on insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. And I have to quit my job. Yeah. And you'd have to quit your job. Or get your tell your employer that, God damn it, they should give you health insurance. I can't. I'm an independent contractor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the world of real estate. We don't even get taxes yeah. taken out of our checks. Oh, lovely. Got to figure that out all out on your own. Got a plan. Yep. So the next thing I have is, well, I think all the rest of it is mostly about Trump. (laughs) So I wanted to bring this guy up first because I found this just highly amusing. There's this guy, Daniel Kamen, Kamen? I don't know how you pronounce his name, Uh, apparently graduated from Berkeley. He was appointed last year by Barack Obama as the envoy to the State Department, and he has resigned as of last Wednesday. I believe, maybe the Wednesday before. But in any case, he resigned due to Trump's remarks after Charlottesville. And he wrote up a big letter, a seven-paragraph letter in his resignation, 
saying exactly why he was leaving, and he tweeted it, saying that he was resigning as uh, science envoy. His response to Charlottesville enables racism, sexism, and harms our country and planet. Uh, but if you look at the letter, and this is the part I found the most amusing, it starts off, I'm resigning from my position, blah, 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 blah. The second paragraph is, my decision to resign, et cetera, et cetera. The third paragraph is, particularly troubling to me is how your response to Charlotte's... If you take the letters, the first letter of each paragraph, he spelled out impeach. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yep. Yeah, the White House must be rattling empty at the moment. Yeah. I'm surprised he stuck on as long as he did. But yeah. I assume that he thought he was doing, you know, doing what he could. Yeah, at some point you become culpable, though. Well, I heard a rumor. Someone said, like, you wouldn't believe the crazy shit that this guy comes up with that we stop him from doing. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it'd be hard to shock me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really would. However, speaking of things shocking, did you see that more information came out about the dossier? Christopher Steele's dossier, the, uh, the whole thing dossier. about the P-tapes? <laughs> I heard that he... The the one guy who heads up that Fusion GPS or whatever went to the Senate and behind closed doors and talked to them. Yeah, he talked to them for, what did they say, four hours? Something yeah. like that? Hours, in any case. And turned over like 40,000 documents to <laughs> the uh, to the committee. So all the source information for the dossier. Yeah. But not only that, but Christopher Steele, who after coming forward and releasing the dossier, he disappeared. And he's a member of MI6. So when a guy well, like that former. disappears, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so he came back and went to the FBI. And he is now, I don't know if he has yet, but he was scheduled to meet with the FBI. And he has revealed to them not so in the dossier, it just had letters, like initials for all of his sources. And apparently he's revealing all of his sources to the dos for the dossier to the FBI. Wow. Now Holy we. Crap. <laughs> we do know for a fact that not everything in the dossier was was true. Some of it was not true, and some of it was proven to be true. See, I, I never dug into what was in there. I mean, I know about the P-tape, but what else was in there that was salacious? Uh, so there was well, a, according to Malcolm Nance, the P-tape is the least of his problems. <laughs> right. yeah. if anything in that dossier is true, because it's a lot of collusion and shit. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of financial information that tie the Trump money to Russian sources. Mm, okay. And there, I think there was something else, but there was a ton of financial stuff that I do know. Well, you know, he's cheated on his taxes every year and he's bent every rule. So, yeah, I'm sure most he's of it also is. He's been trying to stop this investigation at every fucking turn, which yeah. an innocent person doesn't do. Right. He's so fucking guilty. As, oh, man, I want that P-tape to be so real. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing There's nothing illegal about the P-tape. It's just in poor taste. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I know the P-tape won't get him fired. No. But it certainly won't get him reelected either. Well, no, I probably, I don't think it would really impact most of his ardent base. Yeah, Why but I think, I think his ardent base can't get him reelected. True. Enough people won't say, man, he's worth a shot anymore. <laughs> well, it all depends on who the Democrats run, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who do we have on deck? Nobody, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody I, 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 I Joe Biden is, I mean, he's amazing, but he, no, he's too old. He should not do that. He's too old. I think Bernie might be running again. Well, <laughs> first of all, Bernie is only a year older than Biden. So, oh. 
So Biden, you know, but again, that's ageism. What, what difference does it make how old they are? True. I mean, if you're if you're healthy and you got all your faculties, I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think Biden would do a fine job. <laughs> yeah, he's too old. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Newsom. That guy is not going to die anytime soon. Gavin Newsom. I was hoping the guy out of uh, New Jersey, Cory Booker, but he sold his soul recently. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Look up Gavin Newsom. He's the man. Okay. So I don't think he's running though. <laughs> along with uh, along with all that, there's been more stuff coming out about Trump. Apparently, Mueller just. Uh, issued more subpoenas for um, what's his name the f- the first chairman of the Trump campaign Manafort Manafort mm. Manafort's lawyer and somebody else in association with Manafort issued uh, subpoenas for them uh, their documents their statements and also did you see that this Felix Sater thing Felix Sater uh, uh, Trump organ organizer. Yeah, a Russian-born real estate broker working for the Trump organization. So he contacted Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, and uh, had sent emails saying that he was going to get Putin's team to buy into this and will get uh, our boy elected president of the USA. Now, the only thing I worry about with things like that is sending any nutcase can send an email to Michael Cohen or to Trump. It's the responses that are important. What did they say back? I love it. (laughs) <laughs> that that was a good one, yeah. <laughs> but if there's no response of no, you know, yes, let's meet right away, that sounds awesome. Any lunatic can send something to these people. And- <laughs> yeah, but wasn't this the thing with the the Trump Moscow tower that they were building? Yes. yes. Yeah. But this was clearly going, going on while he was campaigning, so it's a little wacky. Yeah. Well, I don't think and that co- he actually expected to win the presidency. He All of this was just publicity so he could get, you know, more towers built with his name on it. Well, also what they're saying is, is that Trump didn't know anything about this and that this was all Cohen, which we're led to believe that Cohen's just like making deals and being like, hey, we're going to make a Trump Tower in, uh, in Russia. And Donald's like, oh, that's awesome. Tell yeah. me more. This is it sounds great. And that's so one of co- the problems. Sorry. That's one of the problems is because Trump doesn't e- do email. So- True. But Cohen did respond. Uh, he responded several times and eventually, at Sater's recommendation, emailed an, a uh, Dmitry Peskov, who is press secretary to Putin, and said that the project was too important. I request someone, preferably you, contact me so that I might discuss the specifics and arrange meetings with appropriate people. I thank you in advance for your assistance and look forward to hearing from you soon. So Trump's lawyer was in no way shutting it down or just regarding it as a crackpot email. Okay. He responded and then contacted uh, Vladimir Putin's press secretary about it. Hmm. And there were, I saw Meanwhile, some- Trump is saying that he has had no contact with Russia ever. Right. In a statement to the New York Times, Cohen said, I ultimately determined that the proposal was not feasible and never agreed to make a trip to Russia. (laughs) So he talked to them, determined that it wasn't feasible and called it off. Not that it was illegal or it was immoral, (laughs) but it just wasn't feasible. There was something, too, about one of these people arranged for uh, Mrs. Trump to sit in Putin's chair in the Kremlin. There was something about that, too. So they, she was there, and she supposedly sat in his chair, which is a weird sidebar. I hadn't heard that at all. Yeah. Melania. Did she pee in it? <laughs> <laughs> Disrespect Putin? No. Well, they're saying, too, that after this deal went down, the rhetoric between the two of them became very nicey-nice. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Ivanka, not, not Melania. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Vlad's chair? <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like Seder again. Same guy. So come on, he's so fucking guilty. It's ridiculous. I can't even believe we're arguing this. <laughs> what what I can't believe is how is how is Mueller not not have enough yet? Because like the paper as much trail. as as much as we know how I mean, he's got like the best team of attorneys you can get. He's got to have stuff lined up at this point. Yeah, the problem is there's no paper trail since he doesn't do email. I mean, if he's got memos from Trump or dictated notes kind of thing. But there's no email trail, which makes it more difficult. Also, if you're going to take down a president, you want to make sure this shit's airtight. Oh, yeah. True, true. It yeah. took a long time to take down Nixon. Did. And yeah. Mueller is thorough. And I think more relevant, it took a long time to, uh, you know, take down mob families like the Gottis. And mm. I'm sure they were just as uh, making sure that they can get everything in line before, you know, taking on a mob family. Sure. Which yeah. the Trumps basically are. Yeah, <laughs> mm. basically. I think it's more similar to that than taking taking on Nixon. And if I was if I was Mueller, the way that uh you know Trump's been kind of you know talking shit about him, trying to stop him at every point, mm. I'd be like, no, nope, I'm going. I'm going to get every fucking thing, and I'm going to take everybody down with you. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'll make a sweat. My, I'm curious as to how many will will uh, roll on Trump. Cause Doesn't matter. He'll pardon them. <sighs> That's what that whole Ohio thing was about, in my opinion. Yeah, probably. That's a big chunk of it. That was a message. Don't worry, I will take care of you. Yeah. Huh. So their skin is not at risk because you'll just forgive them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, in the sense of saying, like, if you uh, keep your mouth shut or you don't answer subpoenas and stuff like that, you get busted for obstructing justice, I'll pardon you. It's yeah. okay. Just don't turn on me. But mm -hmm. he can't do anything about state charges, right? Just federal charges. Who the fuck knows? I, uh, I'm, I'm learning so much new shit every day about what the president can and cannot do. And it turns out he can do anything. And just in case you think the, the impeachment might go through, Jim Baker is calling for all the Christians to come together <laughs> if Donald Trump is impeached and uh, declare civil war. So there you go. You have That's a Christian <laughs> evangelist calling for the civil war within the country. That's helpful. He's a member... Oh, wait. Televangelist Jim Baker hosted Ramiro Pena, Texas-based pastor and member of Donald Trump's Hispanic Advisory Board. During right. that conversation was when he said that such a move would lead to civil war. Wow. And there's a video of it, just in case you don't believe it. Uh... <laughs> I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the quote, the Christians will finally come out of the shadows because we are going to, sh we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not careful. <laughs> what I love about this is as he's talking about it, and saying that if this happens, there will be a civil war come out of the shadows. There's an ad for Tasty Pantry Deluxe Bucket underneath <laughs> him <laughs> for $2,800 in an address. <laughs> 10472 Oh, maybe surveys. that's them donating money for, for something. Uh -oh. Maybe they're donating. No. Last week to receive this special deal. Oh, God. <laughs> Time of trouble. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's got to be for, it's got to be for charity. Donation. Jim Baker charity. Well, maybe. <laughs> What is it about all these fucking nutjobs that they love him so much? I mean, you never saw this shit over Bush. Bush? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I met people when Bush was getting reelected against Kerry saying, like, well, I'm voting for him because he's Christian. And I'm like, well, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> but, like, none of them were saying if he loses, I'm going to fucking burn the town down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, what is it? Does he? Do they just love being riled up by him? Like, at that Phoenix rally, they just love that shit? Yeah. I think so. Did you hear today that uh, Trump was has been very upset since the Phoenix rally because there weren't enough people there? And he, well, yeah. The guy that organized it was fired. 
he, he's been doing it. Um, he's done Trump campaigns, you know, did it all through his campaign, and he no, he no longer works there because his his numbers are down, his ratings are down. <laughs> well, have you seen the video where they show Trump talking and he's like, "Oh, they're shutting off the cameras and blah blah blah." They don't want to show the crowds, and then someone mm-hmm. tw- uh, did a Twitter feed from behind where they were, the other side of the cameras, and there was like nobody standing there. Mm. <laughs> So does is Trump slipping or did this guy just fuck up one time? I think he's slipping because it was the same and a bunch of people left too. Partway through people started filing out because it was it's the same thing. They've heard it all before at this point. They want something new and they want results on the things that he said before. I think they're starting to lose faith. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a new album? Is that what you're saying? He's playing yeah. all the hits from the first album? Yeah. You can't just keep saying the same thing over and over again. People get bored. I have a sneaking fucking suspicion – that Donald Trump cannot pronounce the last name Arpaio. <laughs> because he always says Sheriff Joe. <laughs> he never says his last name. Even like when he was, he had like a, what do you call it? Like a press conference today with some other foreign dignitary, uh, you know what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. And they asked him about that and he was still going, Sheriff Joe. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I also would not be surprised. <laughs> Maybe whenever he says Arpaio, he thinks uh, he thinks about pie and he wants pie and <laughs> with ice cream. And he's like, when I get pie, I get two scoops of ice cream. Everybody else gets <laughs> one scoop. I get extra sauce on my chicken, too. So the last thing I have to talk about uh, is Texas sure. and the uh, Hurricane Harvey. Who names these things? <laughs> Noah. The Weather Service. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wasn't. I was just saying how the names are silly, but yeah. So there's an article on uh, Politico magazine um, that says that Harvey is what climate change looks like. And uh, it goes into the details of what has been going on in Texas, the water levels. And um, so the one statement that it made that I thought was very interesting is that Harvey is the third 500-year flood to hit Houston area in the past three years. <laughs> well, this is also what happens when you get rid of uns- get rid of zoning laws and you get rid of you know legislation about how to protect your wetlands. This is what you get. I mean, these people are built their houses next to bayous. I thought this was. Flood. I thought this was what happens when uh, when you lax the uh, the laws against the gays. Isn't, That's isn't what that I was going to say. This is what happens when you let gay people marry, Karen. <laughs> so the idea of a 500-year flood, There's a they, they actually have an article on this. The idea of a 500-year flood is that it would be a flood that statistically should only happen every 500 years. Right. Not saying that it happens every 500 years, but it's like a 1 in 500 chance of getting a flood this bad. And in three years, this is the third one that qualifies. Yeah. They actually estimated up to 60 inches of rain have fallen in parts of Houston. That that's is, insane. I mean, yeah, that's not, you know, 60 inches of rain in some parts. That's 60 inches of rain everywhere. Right. That's an amazing amount of water. The National Weather Service had to add additional colors to its maps <laughs> in order to accommodate the rain accumulation in this area. I loved Bill Maher's take on this in regards to climate change, where he was like, you know, scientists predicted this storm would come, mm-hmm. and it came. It's unfucking believable <laughs> But when they predict climate change, they're like, nah, that's bullshit. But what's going to happen? They'll spend billions of dollars and put houses back in the same places, because that's... I hope they would plan it. Didn't they change, like, New Orleans when they kind of rebuilt? Somewhat. Yeah, except they still have problems there. The the last time it rained a lot, the pumps didn't work like they were supposed to. So it's still not fixed. 
Yeah, from yeah, from what I understand in Texas, they like they kind of just build willy nilly wherever, like unplanned and unzoned. there's like office buildings next to farmland and. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because rules they're for liberals. Let the free market. What decide. I love about this, though, what I love about this, and I do feel bad for the people who are. I mean, oh yeah, that state is fucked for years. Yeah. right now, years is just the. The craziness of when a natural disaster happens and these people come out and they say, oh, it's because of the gays or it's because of the liberals or whatever fucking dumbass reason. Mm -hmm. Yet if I've learned anything being on this show, because every week we got a story out of fucking Texas (laughs) and how they're fucking with abortion clinics and all this stuff like that. And God smited them. (laughs) He smited them with a third 500 year flood. (laughs) (laughs) They're just not going to take that hint. I mean, it's even it's even traditional God language, you know. God is is fond of, fond of floods. Flooding is a thing that he does, and they're just not mm-hmm. getting it. <laughs> Trying to wipe away the dirt of Texas, yeah, <laughs> and their awful decisions. Voting for but Trump, but I do feel bad for them. I I would probably like to donate money or help. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're getting a, a big ch- chunk of animals that have been rescued from Texas coming to my town. Oh, really? maybe I'll go donate and or go adopt a dog or something. There you go. Just don't name it Harvey, please. No, I would never do that. <laughs> like that child that was born during the hurricane and they named it Harvey. Or all the ones that were born during the eclipse that they named Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Uh. Oh, yeah. There was also people trying to bang during the eclipse. Minute and a half. Oh. Well, the eclipse sucked for us up here. <laughs> it was cool. Dude, it went for, I mean, look, I didn't have glasses, so I couldn't actually stare at it. But it went from... L- mid-afternoon to, like, late afternoon back to mid-afternoon. <laughs> like, I saw nothing. Well, you had to have glasses. Yeah. And you had to be in the path of totality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2024. Come on, we're going to Ohio. <laughs> I can think of no other reason to go to Ohio, so I'm I'm on board. <laughs> oh, I know a guy who would take offense to that. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> but he doesn't listen to this show, so it doesn't matter. I, right. Well, we could. Uh, it goes up through New York, I think, too, and it's up to New, uh, maybe Canada. I'm not sure. New York, New England-ish, so. Well, we're definitely going to get more on that one here, right? Because it's, like, going right over Oh, us. yeah, it's real close. But it's so close that you have to go to the totality. I mean, you just got to. Uh, I'm right. afraid to drive a mile down the street to all Walmart. Right. Yeah, until 2024. <laughs> Buck up, soldier. All right, yeah. I mean, maybe seven years of therapy will help me by then. There you go. Positive so, thinking. Sorry. Another thing I wanted to mention about the hurricane, I think we have to mention it. It's a, it's a pastor in oh. in Houston, Joel Austin. They uh, oh, this dick. Yeah, <laughs> it was like they were like, we all need help. You're right here, and he's like, nope, I'm closed. <laughs> well, see, so so that's just, so he has a mega church, and it's basically the size of a stadium. And a lot of people were were giving him crap on Twitter because it was closed, and he wasn't opening it for. For, for people fleeing the floods. Now, when I first saw this, I was all aboard, right? This guy is a dick. Obviously, he's got a mega church and <laughs> he, he's just, he, he's just not willing to spend any money to help people out. Then I, I, I started digging into it a little bit and I'm not sure at this point. The church put out a statement that said that the roads getting there were flooded and they didn't want people to endanger themselves. They then put out a statement saying that their underground parking garage was flooded. They didn't know when the waters were going to crest, so they didn't want people coming in there if it was going to flood as well. They, okay. uh, they then, they then just today they put out a statement saying we were talking with the government officials and saying, 
and asking them if they wanted us to do this and they said no we have it covered but now that their other places are overflowing with people we're going to open it up so as of last night they did actually open up the mega church for people to come in so i don't know what if any of those excuses slash reasons were true but it seems a little suspect now yeah yeah. Because if he's saying, well, I couldn't do it because of these reasons, but I'm doing it anyway now, now that it's become a big deal, maybe he was lying. Maybe. Yeah. It sounds like something he would do. He lives in a $10 million mansion. Yeah. And he's a prosperity guy. Yeah. And that place holds 60,000 people, I heard. Yeah, but it probably- What, his mega church? Yeah. 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 But probably like it was a converted in- stadium? Yeah, but probably in seats, though. I don't know what you're going to do, try to sleep across seats. It's higher than the water. It's probably better than laying in water. Sure. It, and it's better than lying outside. But I don't know if it's equipped for, you know, to feed people, probably no showers. There's a whole bunch of problems. But, yeah, I don't think he did all that he could. I don't know. I saw furniture stores, pictures of furniture stores that were opening, letting people lay on beds and shit. Right. (laughs) You know, they don't have showers either. Right. This this is all out. Everybody has to help because this is enormous. Now, I would say that the reason, hey, we are flooding as well and we don't want people to be trapped in here if it's going to flood as well. If that's true, that's completely legit. But if that's true, why are you letting them in now? Right. That's where I have a problem with it. Because the water's not going down yet. So. Yeah, the hurricane's (laughs) turning back. The hurricane is completely turning back around and coming back at them. Well, a little bit more to the northeast. But uh, to me, and just based on the fact that he runs a mega church for prosperity gospel, he's probably an asshole and didn't want to screw up his church by having a whole bunch of hobos in it. That's probably what he's thinking. (laughs) Non-Christians. <laughs> but then again, maybe that's not true, and I, w- I didn't have all the facts, so I didn't want to, you know, necessarily run to that judgment. Right. So, did- maybe he's like, if you donate money to me, God will be prosperous for you <laughs> and let you stay here. Did you see the woman that totally went off on a, a CNN reporter last night? I didn't see all of it. I saw a, a, a very short clip. It wasn't a very long clip because CNN went, oh, oh, back up, fail, bail. (laughs) (laughs) What was she mad about? She was mad because she had just got to the shelter and she's got her two little kids with her. She's soaking wet and they're like, she's like, get that microphone out of my face. Who the hell do you think you are? Well, she's (laughs) like, she she specifically said, do you think that this is the best time to interview people? (laughs) (laughs) And they were, they still, well, she answered the first question okay, but then they started asking, like, you know, you're a mother and you brought your kids here and how does it make you feel? And she's like, you know, I just got here. Do you really think this is the best time to be asking me that damn question? Yeah. Uh, And the interviewer started backing off of the microphone and she's still talking. So the microphone came back towards her again. She's like, I know you're bringing it back again. Oh my God. It's pretty fantastic. And I'm sure that clip will be used against CNN in some political way. They act. It was a little. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Thoughtless CNN Badger's woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also they somehow the one guy um got himself into a boat that was going into neighborhoods, and he's it, so he's got his cameraman and he's got his microphone out there, and they're and they're hailing down people on their roofs and saying, "Do you need help?" And it was yeah, just stay back when and get out of the way would you please <laughs> i heard a read a story about an abc reporter who police told him to get the fuck out of there because he was a snitch because he went to them and told them that people were looting oh. and uh people are saying now that they're like those people needed food and this and that and you fucking turned them in and it's just like a big complicated huh. social justice warrior mess <laughs> oh dear well they were looting I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's such a oh my yeah. god! I can't even imagine what these people are going through. No, like when I you know I just bought this house. If they've just got wiped away, <laughs> yeah, what would I do? What what were they stealing? Were they stealing you know portable food or were they stealing televisions? That's yeah. what it boils down to. And something tells me a big screen TV being lugged through the water is <laughs> probably not going to work when you get it home. I mean, water sealed granola bars. J- yeah, go take them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so grocers have no rights, is what you're telling me? <laughs> no, they do. But I would hope that when people get back on their feet, they go back and say, "Look, I took these. Here's the money to pay for it." But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> humanity <laughs> oh man i mean in all honesty the grocer i mean if it's a chain they should just be like just go ahead just take but it. Yeah. you know that'll never happen right it, it's difficult though but if you're hungry and the place is broken open i mean what the hell are you supposed to do i heard anheuser-busch stopped producing beer and are making now cans of water yep that's pretty awesome are Not they that charging anyone- for it or are they just sending it down they're sending it I Not that care. anybody could tell the difference between the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's awesome on two levels. <laughs> Providing water and not making that crappy beer. All right. Just that's tell all them I've it's got. water. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Mm-mm. I'm satisfied. Gorka is gone. Yes. Oh, hey, we didn't mention Gorka. Yeah. He just left. It wasn't. It wasn't anything interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I would like to mention the the Friday night news dump in the middle of a hurricane. Man. Oh, that, yeah, we didn't talk about the transgender thing, which yeah. now I'm I'm eating my words over this. Yeah. Because a couple weeks ago, I was like, ah, nothing's going to happen with that. <laughs> so the transgender ban, Gorka out, and uh, Arpaio forgiven, all on the same night as a giant hurricane. Hmm. Oh, and he said that he did that because he thought it would get good ratings because of the hurricane. <laughs> he only wants good ratings. Yeah. Uh-huh. He wants good ratings to when he – what? That's insane. That's the more, insane. most important piece. It's not banning people from the military. It's not. Yeah. It, it's that everybody watches you. Yeah. Which is why we should make a mock Oval Office, let him sit in it, talk to a camera, and have somebody <laughs> else be the real president. There you go. I'm on board with that plan. You could turn it into a reality show. You could present real world problems to Trump and see how he reacts to it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, we're safe because we have a real president and everyone's like, okay, now let's check in and see how President Trump handled this situation. It's just him <laughs> hitting a fucking red button constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking like of how Trump reacts to things. So he, <laughs> he at one point said that if you don't stop threatening me, I'm going to bring fire and fury to North Korea. Yeah. Then they launched a missile that went over Japan and his reaction was, well, it wasn't a threat. I mean, <laughs> he hasn't done anything. He's done nothing. Well, the only thing they've done is they've got the UN all riled up. They're trying to um, increase sanctions again. Fire and fury. Has the pastor of the UN weighed in on this? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard. <laughs> the end North is Korea. Not. That's two weeks ago. Come on, Ray. That was <laughs> <laughs> one crisis at a time. Jeez. North Korea was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it now. <laughs> all right. That's all we have. If uh, if anyone has any questions or would like to contact us, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or contact us on Twitter, at profanearg. Uh, you can also email us, godless at profaneargument, or uh, I am going to be putting up the, uh, I, we do have a bunch of episodes on YouTube, so I'm going to be trying to fill those in uh, if I can in the next, I don't know how, the, how long it's going to take me, a couple weeks maybe? 
But uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media, leaving reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. And finally, I'd like to encourage you to check out other shows on the Soon To Be Named Network. You can find it at SoonToBeNamedNetwork.com, where you can check out all the shows. If you like comics, movies, TV, video games, there's something for you. I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Good night, and may your God go with you. Hail Satan. <laughs> Again? <laughs> oh, bye, friends. Bye. Tired of pretending, pushing I was in